Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 is Seattle Sports app. Joey Pyburn, my left, Matt Nelson, my right. Now look, Joey and the Outdoor Line and Bush Light are giving you a chance to win a custom graphite fishing rod, head to seattlesports.com slash win to enter in for full contest rules. That's seattlesports.com slash win. The contest ends tomorrow. It's a telescopic humpy hammer. Okay? So like go it. check it out. Go win that. Thank you, Joey, for donating. And now, meanwhile, let's go out to the coast where Mikey Boo Lawrence is donating large Chinook to every angler that will show up <laughs> at Big Salmon Resort. Mikey Boo Lawrence, what's up, buddy? Morning, fellas. How you guys doing this morning? Well, not as good as you because we're in Seattle, a, a ground. We're a ground in the studio, and, and you're out in Nia Bay. So set the scene for us, man. Sounds like you're seeing some of the biggest and some of the most Chinook you've seen out there in years. Well, just for now, yeah, it's looking looking pretty good all over the place now. Finally, all the way down to Umatilla, all the way up the coast. Even Skagway had a couple of good 20s yesterday. From a dude, his name is Billy. Billy went out there and he got his two out there in the morning tides. Then he went out there uh, this morning, just waiting to hear from him this morning. So, so you've and had a, I, oh, go ahead. You, you've had a bunch of anglers out there. Um, nice to finally see you guys getting on the Nia Bay fish. You got a two fish, two Chinook limit out there, um, and you probably got. There's got to be a ton of coho rolling in. Are you seeing any pinks out there in the mix? Yeah, I just heard that this morning. The pinks were rolling in pretty okay. good there. Out, straight out for mushroom. They were out, and he was just saying what was out there. There's a lot of pinks out there straight out for mushroom rock. I know that. What are, what are guys doing out there? Are they rolling baits? they running hardware? What, what's the program? That's all I'm doing is just bait fishing right out front every evening. It's the only time I get to go out in the, in the evening times where I've been rolling anchovies out front and uh, but that's what Billy was doing too. Billy was fishing down off of Skagway, and he was rolling the blue, blue labeled herring, and he banged his out of there. Nice fish down in the uh, Skagway area. Macabe produced one eighteen pounder. So, what's the biggest one you've heard come into Nia Bay? What's the biggest Chinook you've seen on the docks this summer? I heard of a couple thirties. I seen uh. one, <laughs> one that was thirty. He brought it up. It works. Uh, so I, I seen one. Well, you you so I'm looking at. The, I know I lost two of them too. I know I lost. Two. <laughs> you know what? That's a good thing. That, that dude, I just you know, so every now and then it's okay for a for a big one to to beat you up and leave. It's, it's great to land them. Don't get me wrong, but uh, just just to know those big ones are out there testing your tackle. So the last check, last uh, the the last numbers I've seen from Nia Bay uh, were fifteen hundred, almost sixteen hundred anglers got twelve hundred Chinook, okay, two hundred and seventy coho, dude. That's almost a fish and angler out there. That's some solid stuff, and 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 ahead of last year's pace. But from a quota perspective, you guys are looking pretty good because because right now you're you're at thirty four hundred uh, thirty four hundred on your on your on your Chinook. So, I mean, you're going to make it through. You're going to make it into August, I think. Yeah, that's right. That's Macabe. That's Macabe talking. Yeah, 
That's the uh, I don't know. Yeah, you, you figure you'll have the Swift Shore guys. Everyone kind of stopped going out there. They go out there, but it's kind of on the slower end of things right now. Well, but then like. Like I was saying beforehand, the only thing that I've been running is bait for whatever reason. It's kind of the best thing to use. I just got introduced on how to do this. So oh. I'm kind of, I'm you, you, got a, you got a bait guy now. <laughs> and, yeah, he's, yeah. and he's sitting right next to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, I, I'm hearing that why would you run all the way out when the fishing is so oh, good dude. right in tight and close? And I, quite honestly, I think if you're going to run out to Swiftshire, you're probably going to encounter... more smaller fish and and the coho right and if you stay in there on the rocks that's where you have an opportunity to get a hold of one of those 30 pound chinook oh yeah it's even better fishing down on the beach line right now all the way to i know it's really good from spike rock even portage head down to father and son i know it's really good fishing between those points it's really good fishing anywhere in 100 feet all the way inside to the rocks. That's what a guy was just in here telling me. He came and grabbed Blue Label. There you go. He's got he's cut and plugging those things. Bait, man. Yeah, I mean the bait thing. I'm a believer now. Now I know why everyone buys bait because <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, dude. man. You might, you don't even need it. All you do is tuck it in behind the hoochie, dude. You're uh, you're full, you're full blood macaw. You should have you should have been on the bait program years ago, brother. Come on, I've been man. a hardware guy, man. I've been dude, a hardware. You can't you can't be full blood macaw and run hoochies and spoons. You got to run bait, dude. Come on. So well, now I'm full blown. Now. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect, buddy. So so now, but you know, it's it's wonderful to see all these chinook. But yeah. you, you got to be somewhat comforted in that we're you're still so low on the coho quota now because what's shut you guys down for the past several years, dude? You got shut down because of coho impacts, right? Yeah. And right now you're yeah. only at six percent, and I'm looking at this, these are the latest numbers. You're at six percent of your coho quota, and you're only at thirty nine percent of your chinook quota. And correct me if I'm wrong, but wouldn't you see? bigger chinook next month than you typically do in july and you see the big ones yeah that's there. right they're already nice sized fish what i've seen from the trollers and stuff where they're catching them up there by blue dot and shark fin and all that stuff those fish are already looking pretty nice already they're probably coming in five seven pounds that's cleaned weight so which is good for this time of year already we've seen some so of the figure past another month then you got some good hook nosers coming in then man uh, and, and and we're excited about the whole Puget Sound aspect of this too, you know, and I know, you know, we're we're here to talk about we're here to talk about Nia Bay, but you know, we saw the biggest humpy that I've seen ever seen yeah. in my life in July. I, I mean, yeah. dude, we well, we I held it up and jokingly said on a, a social media post, okay, spot the humpy, right? Because we're holding up with a bunch of Chinook, right? And and, and so that was pretty hilarious. But also, yeah. what uh, what people yeah. don't realize about Coho Mikey is that between now. In the end of August, first part of September, they're going to double in size. The coho yeah, will double their body size. That's right. Doing it like easy right now. So, I mean, this is this is going to be an absolute banger. So, tell us about getting to Nia Bay. Tell us about the availability of slips. What you got out there? If the restaurant's still open, if you get an ice cream cone, come on, tell what 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 do you got out there for us? Well, you know me, I got the ice cream walking loaded, every flavor you can think of. That's my boy right there. Yeah, we have New York steak sitting in the restaurant. We have steak and eggs. We have fresh seafood. Man, I have a lot of slips, man. I think the quota is up. There's just hardly any pressure out here, to be honest right. with you. I mean, I've got monthly guys, and I got a typical uh, couple walk-ins. 
Gotcha. You know, it's not not crazy out here. I know that. So you got you got places for RVs and stuff, and you know if somebody's going to come out there and stay, they gotta they gotta kind of be a little self sufficient with regard to campers and trailers and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I noticed a lot of people are out here doing the dry camping out at Hobuck. I don't know what Hobuck does, but there's Hobuck. There's the village. There's all kinds of areas you could stay at. Just gotta Google it out, check it out. Gotcha, gotcha. Our, our yurts, our, our yurts that we're having, man. Everyone's loving them out there. Really oh, you got yurts? Yeah, man. We rent yurts for seventy five dollars a night. No kidding. You got any availability on those? You got some? Oh, yurts are cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, they're and they're nice little. It's a canvas tent yurt, and you get all the cur- uh, cots in it, and all that other good stuff. Yeah, and seventy five bucks, man. That's dude, that's a killer deal. You, and you got you got electricity if a guy brings a little cooler, or powered cooler, or freezer or something. Yeah, yeah, there's everything you need to uh, run the extension cords down to everybody. But next year, it'll be set up all the way really good. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. And, and, and the fish is good all over, and I kind of know that's probably why it's slow. I was talking to a lot of guys because yeah. good all over. I heard Port Townsend was good. Yeah. Um, and then they sure. disappeared. But I said, well, it's the same thing here. You know, right. they're here on fire. And then boom, you, you just lights out real quick. Joey and I can personally attest to the fact that there has been a fish or two at Port Townsend. We can we can definitely verify that, buddy. So, but we uh, we're we're looking forward to getting out there with you one of these days, man. I want to get you in the Sea Beast and have you show us around out there. It's just there's just something so special uh, about the the, the yeah. Tatouche Nia Bay area. It's it's absolutely one of the most scenic places. It's the farthest northern west point, obviously in the in the continental United States. Joey and yep. you, you and I turned a corner around there, and just it's it's a magical place. But to be there. In late July and August, fishing the cracks of the rocks, your rod tips just outside the wash rocks and the kelp. It's just, yeah. it's, it's magical. Everybody needs to experience that, man. And that's that what was the- last. Yes, that was last night. We were dragging anchovies, putting it behind the army truck, and the purple haze. Well, my pur- I call my purple haze is the <laughs> glow belly purple, dark purple, black back. That's the one I always call purple haze. That one in the army truck took with the. How the anchovy just sits right inside those suckers, just like oh man, it's a new addiction for me. <laughs> ah, I, like I love it. it. I like it. All right, I got well, him. Yeah, I got we him. do. So, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring our little bag of our little bag of heads out to you, dude. Yeah, and we can show show you a few tricks and at least where we put the hooks and the spacing and all that kind of stuff because we've been doing this stuff. And then and then and then we're gonna show you the strip program. Where you yeah, you, well, cut, you, you cut you yeah, cut strips yeah. off blue labels right, and you make pennants with them, and you really get a different yeah. spin and bait, dude. It's it's so much fun. You're gonna, you're, I know what you're doing all winter, dude. You're gonna be tying leaders and hooks, <laughs> hooks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I want to see it happen in Macaw Bay. That's one of the most exciting, uh, most exciting fisheries is that Macaw Bay shallow water, man. Yeah, no doubt, buddy. Well, all anytime right. you can get them in the shallow water, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got Mikey Boo. We got Mikey Boo all fired up, buddy, and you got us fired up too. All right, Mike, we'll be, we'll be talking to you soon, partner. We appreciate it, and uh, you know, get out to Nia Bay. There's a whole lot out there for everybody, and and Big Salmon Resort has got you covered with ice cream and big old steaks. All right, Mikey. That's right. That's right. Okay, guys, thanks right. for the call. You guys. All right, brother. All right, brother. Talk to you soon, buddy. Later, you take care, dude. All right, uh, coming up next, the critically acclaimed, award-winning Northwest Outdoor Report, brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, right here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Your family's comfort has been our family's business for over 50 years. 
Wednesday morning brings the Lake Wenatchee Sockeye opener. That's July 26th. Based on current Sockeye passage analysis at Tumwater and Mainstem Columbia Dams, WDFW projects a harvestable surplus headed for Lake Wenatchee well above the natural spawning escapement of 23,000 fish to to enhance boat access. And I'm proud of the Parks Department for this. During the Sockeye Fishery, Lake Wenatchee State Park will modify park hours from 630 from till 4 a.m. until dusk. This fishery will be monitored closely. May close on short notice. For best action, you'll need to run from the state park up to the head of the lake where the Little Wenatch and White Rivers will, will dump in. That bite's going to last until the sunlight's on the on the, on the the water. Then around mid-morning, you need to slide to that shady south shoreline where the bite should continue until late morning. Hot Dodgers, 12-inch leaders, one-hot gamakatsu hooks with a few threads of tinsel tides tied in. Despite the fact these reds are hundred miles are hundreds of miles from the ocean, they're top quality table fare if you bleed and ice them promptly. Lake Wenatchee is a stunningly beautiful treasure, and sockeye angling there is a wonderful experience. Hope everybody can go do that. July has been a great month of Chinook and Coho catching off the entire Washington coast. 1,900 anglers reported a fish per rod with Coho making up the bulk of the catch in Ilwaco and Chinook, the top catch in Westport, with 3,100 anglers boating an excellent 1,900 kings and 1,700 Coho, pushing the average to well over a fish per rod. In Marine Area 3, La Push, 224 anglers popped 170 Chinook and 100 coho for the coastwide best average 1.2 salmon per rod. Nia Bay and Marine Area 4 reported 1,600 anglers with 1,170 Chinook and 270 coho for a solid 0.9 fish per angler. Remember, La Push and Nia Bay anglers enjoy a two Chinook daily limit. Ocean, season, ocean seasons are slated to run through September 30th, or as long as the harvest quotas hold out. We'll be keeping a sharp eye on that for you. Season details are listed in the Sport Fishing Rules pamphlet and at wdfw.wa.gov. Puget Sound is a month old now, and if you want to catch them in the dog days of summer, then an adjustments order, namely weight, bait, depth, and soak times. Make sure your crab pots are properly weighted to avoid traps moving and becoming lost. Leave the turkey legs in the grocery aisle and fresh fish salmon and fish Fresh salmon carcasses or raised bait pucks available at your favorite tackle shop. Move your gear deeper as the sound reaches warmer temps and try to soak your gear at least through a tide change. The daily limit throughout Puget Sound is five hard shell male dungeon nests, measuring a minimum of six and a quarter inches across the carapace. Puget Sound crabbers are required to record their catch. A dungeon nest crab on the catch record cards immediately after retaining the crab are also reminded and requested to refrain from dropping crab gear in trolling lanes in our limited area salmon fisheries. WDFW is inviting new applicants to join the ranks of over 1,200 certified master hunters across the state. The master hunter permit program enlists skilled volunteers who are willing to aid department effort to support the public and Washington wildlife. The program is designed to promote safe, lawful, and ethical hunting and strengthen Washington's hunting heritage and conservation ethic. To qualify for the program, applicants must demonstrate a high skill level and be committed to lawful and ethical hunting practices. Master hunters in Washington provide approximately 15,000 hours each year on volunteer projects involving landowner relations and access to to private lands, conservation projects, and game species, and hunter education. WDFW also enlists master hunters to assist the department in certain human-wildlife conflicts. Applications can be submitted now through August 15th, 2023, and must 
and they must complete all program requirements by May 15th, 2024. For more information on Master Hunter eligibility requirements and how to apply, visit WDFW's Master Hunter page. Straits and Sound Chinook update. Marine Area 5 CQ has lots of Chinook left. Only 30% of the quota used up, and as of yesterday... CQ has been bumped up to a two Chinook daily limit. 2,500 Chinook have been taken in Marine Area 6, East Straits, which is only at 30% of their quota. There's a slight possibility that Area 7, the San Juan Islands, could get another day of Chinook retention, but it's very close to the quota. Admiral Fionlet Marine Area 9 was at 50% after the first opening. There's a strong possibility enough quota remains for an additional opening next week. Area 10 is only at 12% of the Chinook quota. WDFW sampling staff should have their numbers by midweek, and there should be an update at that time. Recreational shrimp fishing will reopen in some Puget Sound marine areas following review of shrimp catch and effort data in Puget Sound. WDFW shellfish managers determined that enough of the quota remains in multiple marine areas to offer additional harvest opportunity. Marine Area 6 will be open July 21st through the 25th for all shrimp species. Marine Area 6 Discovery Bay Shrimp District will be open for all shrimp species on July 25th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. only. Marine Area 7, August 7th through the 14th for all shrimp species. Marine Area 8-1 and 8-2 will be open for all shrimp species on July 25th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. only with a reduced pot limit of two pots total per boat. Marine Area 10, waters of Elliott Bay east of a line drawn from West Point to Alki Point only will be open for all shrimp species from July 25th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. only with a reduced pot limit of two pots total per boat. For more information and descriptions of the marine areas are available at WDFW's Recreational Shrimp section of their website. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Enjoy big savings on all Bryant air conditioners and heat pumps during Bob's preseason AC sale. Call Bob's today. Sale ends first day of summer. Take advantage of the final days of summer with a new summer sunset sales event at Yamaha Outboards. Limited time. Customers who purchase select Yamaha Power Outboards and packages from 30 to 425 horsepower range have the opportunity to add Yamaha Extended Service. More information, hit YamahaOutboards.com. Seven-year warranties. Seven-year warranties. Imagine back in the day when we're running two strokes <laughs> there were it was like you couldn't have a, a two-year warranty on some of those motors nowadays these new motors they just keep running dude, dude. It, i mean I, it's funny because we had the duckworth guys in the boat yesterday and you know we we're just talking about you know fuel consumption and everything and i showed them you know how much fuel we had left and and then it shows because i've never set the trip deal for the mileage on that boat and we've run that boat almost twenty two thousand miles. That's, Holy cow! That's 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 a that's a little time behind the stick. A little time in the uh, wide receiver core of the University of Washington, uh, Rome Odunze has seen, and uh, a little time on the boat last week during the dog derby, where he caught his first two Chinook, and we saw the light bulb. Yeah, <laughs> and. It, 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 there's all the signs of a fishing addict in our next guest. We, we, we caught ourselves uh, uh, an amazing wide receiver. He catches salmon and he uh, and, and he catches footballs and he will be shortly. But uh, but also he threw out the first pitch last night at Mariner game. Uh, standout wideout Roma Dunze joining us next here in the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station seven ten Seattle Sports app. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the RenaissanceMarineGroup.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. Well, we were fortunate enough to have this next young gentleman in the wheelhouse last Saturday when he caught his first Chinook salmon, and then he caught his second Chinook salmon, and then we looked 
behind the eyeballs and we saw something very, very troubling. We saw the beginnings. That, that familiar. We, yeah, they, we've seen we've, that look before. They, we, so at Romo Dunze on Instagram, Romo Dunze throughout the first pitch of the Mariner game last night. What's up, Rome? Hey, buddy. How's it going? I'm doing, doing well. Doing well. <laughs> well, we, we want to hear about your, your, your experience catching footballs in a minute, but how about your first couple Chinook last Saturday, man? That, it, it, from where I was standing, looked like you were having fun. Oh, I had a great time. Um, yeah, especially coming from last year, I, I didn't catch any Chinook, so uh, I was set out on a mission, and I had a, a lot of hype going into it because you know everybody on here know everybody on here know you know Tom and Joey the man. So um, I had high expectations, and, and man, my first first Chinook, I'll never forget it for sure. What? So what did you do with that Chinook, Rome? How did you cook it? You know, I. Made a little fan, uh, uh, sushi salmon, sashimi. Yeah. Um, I'm a big sushi guy, so I tried to cut it up. M- much respect to the you know people that cut salmon and get it prepared for sushi because it's <laughs> it's the whole process. So um, I was struggling a little bit, Dude, but I, I got something out of it. You got to have a razor sharp knife to do that for sure. But you know what? If we get one tomorrow, we'll we'll, we'll we have a little sushi drill. I'll bring some uh, soy and wasabi. Speaking of which, when when you get somebody out on the boat and and you give them another shot to come back and, and gum salmon and crab fishing, you you jumped at the chance. We're, we're looking forward to that because I, I don't know that you've ever pulled a crab pot in Puget Sound or anywhere else before, have you? No, never, never. Okay. Well, get we we're gonna we're all set to cook them on the dock for you too. So so we're okay. you know yeah we're gonna we're gonna be yeah. Lord willing we'll be eating fresh we're, fresh crab. We're gonna send you home with yeah. a whole bunch of <laughs> of delicious Puget Sound crab. You take that back to the dorm, share it with your friends, and they'll never forget that dude. So so oh, you, yeah yeah. So but getting back to getting back to your fish. First, I got to make a confession. We got you the you you brought home one of your fish. We've still got the biggest one. It's going in the brine in the morning. We'll have that thing smoked for you sometime, sometime yep. in the middle of next week. But, uh, but you know, we're, we're if you bring back a bunch of crab, are your teammates gonna gonna help you plow that stuff down tomorrow night? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, no. Nah. We're gonna we're gonna be eating good for sure. Um, uh, I, I the first thing they mentioned was like, are they gonna let us keep it? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you're taking. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're taking it all so, home, man. Very excited. <laughs> well, tell us about your. Tell about what's going on on on, on your foot in the football side of life right now, too. Because I mean, here you know, I I just I end my day. I sit down, little relax, turn on the Mariner game, and here you are, get ready to throw the first pitch out of the Mariner game last night. Life's a little bit of a whirlwind coming into this season. Tell us a little bit about that experience and 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 the whole uh, dog preparation for what's going to be a wonderful 2023 campaign on the football field. No, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I got uh, the amazing chance to to throw out the first pitch because uh, it was a UW uh, kind of alumni uh, at, uh, at T-Mobile Park. So, um, yeah, so all the whole team was there. Um, so basically, I, I went a little bit earlier and got the opportunity to throw out the first pitch, and it was it was a, definitely a bucket list item that uh, I checked off. Um, amazing, amazing people over there at T-Mobile uh, helping us out. Shout out to Camden; she uh, she got it all uh, orchestrated for me. But but yeah, I was I was definitely nervous when I got up on that mound. I, I, I was like, okay, this is a little far, this is a little far. I threw I threw a little lollipop, no no heat on it, but it was dead center, so I was okay. All right, it's your strike. Right okay, on. we'll take that right yeah. on. So so you're uh, you know September it, it's for real. August I think I want to say it, it's going to be tough to get you back out on the boat during that time. What 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 does your physical preparation look like right now? What do your workouts look like, and and uh, what do you expect when practice opens up August first? 
Yep. So right now we're doing lifts and runs, uh, pretty much uh, speed, speed and uh, power, um, you know, and getting getting our conditioning level up because we have long practices and come, you know, fall camp, we'll, we'll be running at least 9,000 yards a day. So um, as a receiver, at least uh, other positions are a little bit lower, but receivers. So we're getting our legs prepared for, for that madness and, and really excited the team, man. We, we're excited to play some ball put those pads on and they can get into the season. So it's been a long off season, um, you know, working, you know, high expectations and, and we've been thriving in that environment. So, so um, you, you gotta be a little fired up. It's going to be the second year in, in coach DeBoer's new, new system to you and, and your second year working with Michael Penix. Um, expectations are super high. And, and, and with that, Come some pressure, but and I know you've been working hard to prepare through that pressure. But uh, tell us a little bit about your relationship with Michael Penix and how you guys have been working together in the off season. Definitely, definitely. Um, ever, ever since he's been here, we, you know, we we built that connection through you know extra workouts and and making sure we're getting on the field and, and throwing the ball, um, you know, around and making sure we're, we're hitting every route and in our time. And, and we do that very often, just because. You know, there's nothing like a, a great connection with between a wide receiver and a, and a quarterback. Um, can all, can always bail you out in a in a situation. But um, but yeah, it's been really good building that relationship with him on the field. Also got the chance to spend a lot more time with him off the field as well. Um, great dude. So um, that connection is is definitely gonna hopefully win us some football games this year. <laughs> well, we're we're so starved for any type of football that dude. We're down to watching baseball right now, man. It just it's it's hard. I'm, yeah. Listen, I'm not watching baseball, okay? I go home and, and sit and wait till I get back on the boat the next day. Dude, I can't wait to get you on the boat tomorrow. We, so so, the, so the, the pots we have down right now, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be pulling them on a 48-hour soak. So we soaked them for two days with amazing bait. And uh, say, hey, hey uh, bring that cooler that, that we sent you home with last year with your fish. And we're going to reload it. You're taking it home <laughs> with you again, buddy. That's just how it works. <laughs> who are, right on. Who are, you, who are you bringing with you? I got a couple of my roommates, um, Tyler, Barry, and Javon. They're been my roommates for for a while now. So, so we're going to take. We're, so we got the wide receiver group with us tomorrow. No, nah, they they not wide receivers. They okay. they just uh, they just uh, uh, regular old cats. Good. Uh, Javon, oh, play for the team, but yeah, Good. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, right on, man. Yeah, so it should be okay. Uh, let us know. I hope you're crystal clear on directions. If you're not, give me a holler. We'll see you now. The boat around five o'clock, brother. Yep, yep, sounds good. All right, All right. can't Talk wait, dude. See you, man. Romo at Appreciate Romo Dunze on uh, on Instagram, and uh, looking forward to being having him in the boat tomorrow. See you, Romy. Take care, dude. Yep, peace. I'm right, Yeah, just a great kid. That's so. We've been working for the past couple years with with Cameron Foster of the Steinberg Sports Agency on on the dog derby, and and again. Hats off to all the captains, and also an apology to our friend John Titus, who actually won the thing with total weight last week. But when we came back to the dock, we got the scale thrown at us and a pen, and we started weighing fish. And I weighed a, and, I, and I weighed a coho. We weighed a coho, <laughs> and some. So, but you know, we know Titus will be fine. Titus, we, okay, we, Titus, we I'm Titus. sorry, dude, but. Without just with that being said, the whole dog derby deal. Thank you to the Port of Everett. Thank you to our twenty captains. That what came an out amazing event! And took all these kids fishing. And we raised five thousand dollars. It was given to Shane Palcoa for, for the Boys and Girls Club, the Tulalip Boys and Girls yes. Club. And and so next year also the the Tulalips are going to kind of help us out 
on on a bunch of different fronts with that event. Probably with a with a captain's meeting at the casino the night before the event. So it's a cool deal, and I hope y'all consider getting involved with this year. It's like it's like salmon for soldiers for the UW football program. It's 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 really cool and a lot of fun. All right, we're gonna pop out of here for a quick break. Coming up next. The hottest report we heard all week in the techniques you need to succeed. It's Roy Robinson RVs, really? Where? And it's next here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. No way. you got to be kidding me. Really? Where? It's coming back from the island of Tinian Delady. Where'd you get him, man? No way. you, you got to tell me. I, I, I'm not going to tell anybody. Ocean turned Hey, man, can you tell me where you got him? I'll never put on a nice jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? It's time to step up to the number one Winnebago dealer in the entire Pacific North, Northwest, the all-new Robinson RV Center at Smoky Point. You're going to find a complete lineup of Class A's, Class B's, Super C's, travel trailers, fifth rulers, toilers, pop-ups, campers, and so much more, including the greatest place to sell or consign your RV. Roy Robinson RV is going to take care of everything for you. Roy Robinson RV, RoyRobinsonRV.com. Well, well, guys are... Flooding my phone with pictures of Chinook just, right now, guys. When we're working, that's just that's just mean. Well, it's you know? distracting. I mean, okay, it, it I have so to keep stop, looking at my phone stop and looking at these fish. pictures. Uh, so things are, things look like they're they're going pretty well up at Mid Channel right now. Um, the bar possession is a little slow. Gary good. Gary Krein check in and he says slow star good. one small fish and I said good, good. don't Perfect. catch any more until it. we get there. So today uh, today we're doing the treehouse. Um, auction, charity auction, donation trip that we scheduled with Dory Monson. And um, obviously uh, Dory's passing um, kind of puts a more poignant light on um, on, on, on that event today. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were fortunate enough to have um, Brock Heward and, and, uh, and Titus on the boat. And of course, you know, Dory and Brock and I and you obviously – spend a lot of time in the water together and, and and it's just it was interesting because there's out of you know out of mid channel on the drag out there there's a dory waypoint where he caught his first yeah huge sound salmon and all that stuff you know it 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 really shines a stark light on how fortunate we are to have the opportunities that we that we have i mean you look across the country and puget sounds a really really unique situation where we experience these oceanic fish that come visit us Right, and and it's something to fight for, and it's something that's meaningful, and it's a, and it's a part of our lives. It's a part of our lifestyle, and I can't imagine life without doing what we do here. And and so, well, you know, and and listen, uh, anglers are some of the most passionate people for sure out there, right? Yeah, and then, for and, sure. and look, we we took Rome out, and he caught his first chinook and his second chinook, and and I'll guarantee you that kid now he's like. He's passionate well, about fishing. He wants to do it again. It's such an amazing experience, and you and I get to do it so much. And we get to see other people. Like, to be on a boat with somebody like that who, you know, yeah, we're going to get to watch him this fall, you know, at, you know, you know, catching footballs for UW. But, but you know, to get him out on the water and see his excitement of the first time him he ever, in, ever encountered a Chinook like that. Thing. And it tore him up. Yeah. And he's an athlete, you know. And, and so, you know, the Puget Sound opportunities are worth fighting for. And, you know, I, I think sometimes the sampling staff, at, not the sampling staff, but the management staff at WWW completely underestimates our passion and the links that we will go to to preserve our opportunity. 
And, and that's why I look forward to working with WDFW more in the future to enhance our opportunities. Because right now, again, Marine Area 11, the only thing standing between Marine Area 11 and the 2,000 Chinook they're leaving on the, on the table in the quota is WDFW's over-management of these areas. And again, like I said at the top of the show, we are right now laboring under multiple closure triggers for each for a lot of our of our units of our marine areas down there, and we used to fish to a season. That was our benchmark. Here's the season. It's open. It's closed. Then we went to quotas. Okay, well, it's open when the quotas are closed. Now it's sublegal hatchery encounters and sublegal wild encounters. So, dude, it is not a viable management scenario, and WDFW never should agree to it. And we are going to work right now during the North of Falcon season to rectify this error in management to the point where now. If it's not an open Chinook season, and it should be, now it's north of Falcon in Marine Area 11. Right now, Marine Area 7 is closed, much to the same over-management scenario. It's now north of Falcon season in Marine Area 11. And the only way we're going to get this rectified is to start putting pressure on the department, on the department and make, their, make our desire and passion known to them and notorious to them. And, and we see that when we stand up and have a voice, they, do, they listen because yeah. – the last thing they want is a bunch of angry anglers out Taylor, there. man, it's an election year next year, mm-hmm. and it starts at the top, sports fans. Yep. It starts at the top. Uh, all right, so the hottest report we heard all week, dude, it's, yeah, it it has to be the salmon scene coastwide. I mean, we're looking, we're staring one of the best Chinook seasons in the face that we've seen in a long time. And to your point earlier in the show, Joey, when, when you look at the number of hatchery plants that we're going to see coming back next year, you know, we're seeing we're seeing small plants that have been increased in the North Sound and the South Sound and the Columbia River areas, and and with the oceanic conditions being what they are, I mean, I'm telling you, we're 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 on a runner, gang. We are on a runner, and we've just started to see the first few of the four million pinks are going to roll into Puget Sound, and, and and I've never seen this many coho on the bar in July. And Gabe Miller made me aware of all the five-pound coho that, are, that were down in Marine Area 11. Yeah. And and now we're starting to see that manifest itself on Possession Bar, and there's feed everywhere. Oh, there's so much bait, man. I mean, you know, um, there's bait over at the bubble like we haven't seen in years. There's Shh. bait. Shh. We don't talk about it. <laughs> they know. Trust Shh. me. Um, Shh. We talk about that. Possession is loaded with bait. I mean, just tons of it. We're seeing big Big amounts of bait up at Mid Channel, and then all the way out to Nia Bay and around the corner and yeah. down the coast. There's just bait everywhere. <laughs> I think These... My favorite part of the show. I mean, I love talking to Rome. What was Mikey Lawrence out of out at Nia Bay, dude? Because now he's like he's Left all fired in. up about bait, you know. And 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 it's a listen. It's the gold standard. It's what they eat. You have to have some bait in your salmonid preparations. Everything else is an imitation, dude. Well, what and, it, and it works. And, and no, don't, no, don't get me wrong. Gear works, right? Now listen. At, at Mid Channel, my program is always I start the morning on bait for sure. But then if that thing is so wide open, I switch yeah. and I and I've been running that uh, 2.5 cookies and cream yep. about 52 inches a liter right. behind that green hornet flasher. Mm-hmm. That's been money for That's me. Been smoker, smoke Yet, show. Now yesterday, I started with bait. I think I got one in about 10 minutes. Um. And, but then, but then you got a halibut, and, a halibut and stunk up your gear. I got a halibut on my hoochie, and that halibut screwed up my hoochie. Sam wouldn't bite it afterwards. And I, then, kept I don't and know then what we it had was. A, dude. We had a big. We got the butt funk on we it. We had a big lull there where we didn't get 
bit. So I just yeah. stuck with my bait. Right. I'm not going to switch. I'm going to keep the bait down there. And, and it, we, was, it wasn't like people were lighting up. Right? It was just that stage of the tide. It just kind of yeah. got going. And then know? we bounced out. Yeah. I stuck with the bait all day yeah. because once it was on fire and working, I'm not going to go away from it. I, You have to pay attention to your gear if you're running bait at mid-channel because you're fishing so deep. If a if you get whacked, yes. you may not see it unless yes. you're staring at that rod tip, and, and now you're not fishing. And that's another reason that guys need to think about spooling up with braid, braid. which has no stretch, and then a top shot that, that get, fits into the release because that no stretch of the braid transmits more information to your rod tip, and if you're going to fish bait – that bait can be touched, and it's not, and that's why guys won't mess with bait yeah. be, because of that. But you're going to catch bigger fish on bait. You're going to be more successful through a wider time of year and through dietary habits of the fish. Well, it's just, just like it's, we talk about. You, it's, you it's should be proficient yes. at bait yes. and hardware yep. and jigging and mooching and all of it because it's only going to make you a, a better angler and more well-rounded. There's there's certain fisheries where. Hey, if you don't know the jig game, right. you're not going to catch those fish. You there, go down in the South Sound, you better yeah, have a jig and mooch for game. Sure. There's times and tides every day that, that one technique will outproduce the other. And the trick is, again, learning to recognize that set of, tech, set of conditions that indicate the use of a particular technique. So not only do you have to recognize them, know what they look like on the sounder, but be prepared to deploy them, which means you've got to have a jig rod in the rack and ready to rock. Okay, you you gotta you know we we've got these Metzler sinkers and we got the you know the new sinkers from our from our buddy at Tin Shed Marine that snap on there the old school Mets kind of the old school wired deals and just be able to slap a sinker on be know how know how to put a put a cut plug on and send that down dude and that so how much more fun did the guys on the boat have this season so far because we were able to shift because so because we caught most of our fish trolling no question. But we've also got them mooching. Well, I had more fun, too. Yeah, and we, and, and we catch them jigging. Every, you know, the guys that – I would say the guys that had the most fun were the guys that ended up getting fish on techniques rod in hand when they felt yeah. that Chinook bite. Yeah. There's no yeah, there, and And for me, even though I don't have rod in hand a lot of the time, you know, I'm running around, I'm cut plugging herring, I'm rigging them, I'm throwing them in there, and I'm watching the guys, and I'm right there over their shoulder. And, and when it happens, I mean, I'm like – Coming into the, the show, dude, I was like shaking. I was so excited to talk about Chinook fishing. Well, it's it's and so, it's, I, it's fun. no different it, on the boat, dude. It I, is. I get so excited, no. and and then and then to have our Duckworth guys on the boat yesterday, and we we're running out in the dark, and I'm running on the flare, and it didn't hit a log yesterday, which is good. That's only one day in a row. Um, but you know, and we're building the boat. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and so it, which is we 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 were we were in my twenty eight in, in in Sitka with with Sean Curtis and 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 Bruce Larson and then and then you know and, and Jerry Woolley you know from the you know and all you know all with Byron Bolton's blessing and 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 so we're starting to talk about a better product and 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 experience isn't just the best teacher it's the only teacher with with regard to learning how to fish and with regard to learning how to boats and learning how to to design boats and stuff like that and and that's why our relationship with Duckworth is is we cherish it because we see the manifestation of it in the boats we get to fish on well, and, and how and, cool is it to be sitting there and they all they want is our input. Yeah. Hey, hey, um, what about this? Is, is this yeah. something you guys want? Do you want one side door yeah. on a walk right. around? Do you want a port side <laughs> door? This, well, I mean, all that stuff that you and I kind of just we spend so much time on boats. Yeah. 
uh, we have we just have a better idea of, of how this boat that, should. That next boat is just going to be. I mean, I mean, the Sea Beast is is an amazing piece of gear. It really is, and we love it. And 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 we got it for another year, and it's going to be a special year to do that. But the new boat's going to be ridiculous. So check it out. You want the Joey Pyburn signature model Humpy Hammer, the outdoor line of Bushlight, giving you a chance to win a custom telescopic graphite rod. Head to seattlesports.com slash win to enter in for full contest details. Enter now. Contest ends tomorrow. Okay, so seattlesports.com slash win to enter the Joey Pyburn signature model Humpy Hammer from Bushlight. And listen, there is nothing better than a telescopic rod because Dude, you, you, you can take it, it with you everywhere you go. The wife does not know that you're going fishing. She, does, she doesn't it's even in, know it's, it's in, in your, the back in your luggage. That's it. You're, 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 you're flying you. somewhere to go on a vacation, and there it is. <laughs> the clandestine. Emer- <laughs> the double backup reserve. And uh, yeah, the, the, yes, because really you don't have to, you know, a lot of guys will keep the secret fishing slush fund away from the wife, you know, but this is just a little piece of gear that you're going to get. So again, go to seattlesports.com slash win. You miss any show, jump on mineearthwest.com. Uh, give Joey a follow at Joey Pybarn on Instagram, at the Outdoor Line on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For Matt Nelson, running the show with an iron fist. We'll Joey- see you guys on possession bar here in about an hour joey pyron over here i'm tom nelson this has been the outdoor line seattle sports station 710 seattle sports app